Welcome to Reflect the Life You Want, where we talk about not only how to survive, but to thrive. I'm your host, Tim Howard, man school strategist, former Army officer, successful Homes for Heroes real estate agent. This show will focus on living a life of greatness, of wholeness and completeness. This show will be talking about our dreams, our goals, and how to go about creating them. So join me to learn how to reflect and design the life you want to live. I'm Tim Howard, and I'm the host of Reflect the Life You Want podcast. And today I'm especially excited to have as a guest, Jody Fletcher. So Jody, welcome to the show. Thanks, Tim. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, this is going to be fun and interesting. And uh, we've gotten to know each other a little bit through the Veterans Business Collective, uh, but you've served our country honorably for many, many years. Appreciate your service. Well, that, the country's worth it, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I've started saying that same thing, is that you're worth it. You're I worth think, it, yeah. Uh, who's General uh, Mad Dog Mattis. I heard him say that comment. And I say, oh, that is so appropriate. And every time... Um, I say that when someone says, thank you for the service, I say that back. They so much appreciate that. It, it catches them off guard, too, because I think, you know, a lot of people say thank you. And I don't know who said it first. And in fact, when I retired, I, you know, that was a part of what I spoke with, with yeah. you know, or spoke to on my speech was saying you're worth it, you yeah. know, individually or, or to, you know, to the nation as a whole. Yeah. Well, I served honorably as an Army officer many, many, many years ago, and you've served our country for many years recently, retired in the last. So what I usually like to do to start out the episode is just for you as my guest, just to give some background around who's Jody, where you come from, you know, some, some of your personal stories, some of your professional stories, so people get a sense of who you are and some context as we get into the dialogue we're going to have. Yeah, I appreciate that. So I was a son of a military, you know, kind of a military brat. My dad was in the Navy as well. He mm -hmm. was a hospital corpsman. He retired as a chief after 24 years and was a Vietnam vet and, and all of that. Um, mm -hmm. So I kind of grew up all over the place. Mm -hmm. And I used to think it was so cool that he could help people. And when I joined the Navy, that's what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Kind of followed in his footsteps and uh, was just very blessed with my career. I mean, I was... You know, I tell people all the time, I have no idea how I ended up where I did. Mm -hmm. I just kept doing things that either looked fun or somebody <laughs> said, hey, we need you to do this. Yeah. And I ended up, uh, you know, just having a fantastic career, mm -hmm. a little over 29 years. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was super satisfied uh, when I finished up, spent mm -hmm. the first two decades in the reconnaissance and special operations community. Mm -hmm. And then the last decade, I went the, uh, what we call the command route. So kind of more the the old guy behind the desk, as I like to say. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the leadership and type of route, did a lot of uh, mentorship and, and coaching mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, and then over that 29-year period, you probably deployed a few times. I did, yeah. Uh, not as many as others, but I definitely mm -hmm. had my fair share as well. Well, I remember as a young uh, lieutenant in the Army, those the, the mass, sergeant major for, for the Army, being right. the equivalent of the E-9 and the senior master chief, is like there was like some of the guys I'd go to for wisdom is like okay I'm dealing with these kinds of subjects with uh, some of my senior non-commissioned officers and I'm a very young man how do I best handle the situation and I was always grateful that those uh, senior non-commissioned officers would kind of take me aside and say hey Lieutenant Howard this is how you need to handle this situation that's literally the job description yeah you know is to be able to just kind of yeah be that and be that. Uh 
yeah, kind of that that point of that sounding board, or you yeah. know, be able to provide guidance or a different perspective mm-hmm. at times as well. Yeah, so that mentorship and the leadership from all the wisdom you've gained for many years probably has helped a lot of younger leaders and senior leaders as well too. I would like to think so. Yeah, know? and, and uh, as with any relationship, I always take as much as I give. I think at times, you know, and I've certainly learned a ton from everybody yeah. that I had the the great honor of serving yeah. with or just being around. Yeah, absolutely. So now you're you're doing coaching, correct? That's right. Yeah. So uh you know, it's it's kind of interesting how I fell into it because when I went into the command route, mm-hmm. what I enjoyed about it was the coaching and the mentoring. Mm-hmm. And I was uh in I think I'd gone up to the Pentagon and I've got a great friend who's, you know, way up there in one of those massive accounting kind of firms yeah and we'd always meet up and and have dinner and and stuff and we always ended up talking about people Mm -hmm. and i found it fascinating that the people were this you know the people are the same right uh whether you're doing business or military stuff so the issues they had were that's that's what you're really working on Mm -hmm. and he just mentioned you know oh yeah we're hiring an executive coach for this up-and-coming leader because it's a very proactive type of uh, process now instead Mm -hmm. of reactive right and it fascinated me. So I kind of went back and I, I looked into it and did a whole bunch of research. And uh, I actually started coaching kind of in the evenings and on the weekends mm-hmm. about a year and a half before I actually retired. So I've been doing it for a couple of years now. Yeah. And just loving it. Mm-hmm. Loving it. Yeah. Well, I bet you have with your life experience and your experience as a leader able to help impact a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, I would like to think so. And I'm fascinated with corporate America. Mm-hmm. And it's it's uh, it's fun to get out there and talk to leaders that have different experiences. Yeah. You know, when you're in the military, everybody has similar experiences. Right. Uh, with challenges and all that. And mm-hmm. so it's that's also like made it very fun for me is, yeah. is helping other people. Yeah. What have you found that's the easiest to translate from the corporate world to the military world? It's always people. It's always people. It's always people. Yeah. You know, they might be dealing with... You know, whatever issues they're dealing with, but really at the root of it, it comes down to treating your people right, mm-hmm. uh, you know, building that sense mm-hmm. of kind of family where people wake up in the morning, they're excited to go to work, yeah. uh, they love being a part of what whatever it is that they're doing, mm-hmm. and that they look to that leader for inspiration, mm-hmm. uh, and they feel inspired to to, uh, to do whatever they can do and do it the best they can. Yeah, it's interesting. I was, uh, as you know, I'm a also coach strategist and mindset coach of the man school and i facilitate guys through a process called the great man's legacy of the man school and we were talking about inspiration the other night and um how much impact we as leaders can have on people and sometimes we don't even realize that we're having you know really positive impact or otherwise right <laughs> everybody else is talking about if we're having an impact otherwise uh, but sometimes we we have a really significant impact on people's lives, and we don't even recognize it. You know, Tim, I find myself saying a lot: the best compliment you can ever be paid is the one you're not there to hear. That's true. Yeah. You know, and so I think it kind of goes with what you're saying. It's yeah. it's the impact that you have that you don't always know you have. Right. And uh, yeah, it's those calls you know that you get several years later. Yeah. Uh, when somebody you know accomplishes something that maybe you helped them on, or maybe you mm-hmm. didn't even realize you were doing it. Yeah. And they reach out and say, "Wow, you know, thanks for pushing me this way, or thanks for holding me accountable." Or yeah, yeah. Well, I had another guest recently. He he and I served in the army together many many years ago in the 82nd Airborne Division, and we were talking about some of the leaders that we served under and how much of an impact it had on us. And it was just really cool that we as young leaders were inspired by these guys that, you know, just 
They set the tone. They set the bar very high. They had very high expectations of us, and it really helped us to grow. And then from that, we were then became more effective leaders, and we were able to go impact other people's lives. But we were given a shout out to those two guys uh, that were back then. They were lieutenant colonels, and we were young junior military officers. When you're still talking about them today, so yeah. they really had an impact. Hey, I am Facebook friends with my uh, sixth grade teacher, and uh, I'll give her a shout out right now. Back then, it was Miss Linda Malat. Now it's Linda Loomis, but. Um, she was one of the most influential people in my life as a, as a young person. Uh, she encouraged me. She um, inspired me. She, she reinforced in a positive way things that I did. And it was so impactful to see how someone like this, how much impact they had in my life still to this day. I'm 59 years old now. Um, and that is inspiration then to go make a, a great impact on other people's lives. It's like, wow, you know, we really can do good. If we call out the good in other people and really help them. Yeah, you never know the ripple effect you're going to have, mm-hmm. right? You know, and if you, something as simple as smiling at somebody and saying, you know, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Uh, maybe that person was having a bad day, and that might just give them a little boost they need to then turn around and say hi to somebody else. Yeah. You know, or to change their day a little bit. And if, obviously with bigger things, when you're talking leadership and, and all that kind of stuff, it's, it is amazing to see the ripple effect, especially, you know, months, years down the road, um, mm-hmm. especially for the folks that turn the corner, you know, yes. you've got those young people that are just amazing mm-hmm. and all you're doing is polishing them, right. And, yep. and helping them continue to be amazing. The, uh, the other side are the ones that, you know, you do kind of help turn a corner and, and hold them accountable or something. And then, you know, next thing you know, they're, they're off to the races and they doing start, amazing things. Yeah, too. They start to blossom and, uh, really make, step into their, as we talk about in the man's school, stepping into our unique calling and purpose. You know, mm-hmm. what, are the, what are those kind of God-given gifts and talents that we have that are meant to be shared with the world? And we as coaches, I think um, we get to help unleash that in other people. Absolutely. And just, you know, listening. Yes. Really, as a coach, that's, that's the biggest job. And I tell people all the time, coaching is, well, coaching and mentoring, you know, in whatever capacity you're doing is, if you're doing it right, it's one of the easiest jobs in the world. <laughs> because all you got to do is sit and listen yeah. and then just ask that question that really somebody's waiting for someone else to ask them Right. that unleashes that within themselves yes. uh, to, you know, to continue and, and toward their goals. Yeah, I like to talk about it in terms of I'm able to help them see their own mind mm-hmm. and then uh, the self-discovery they make of their own to make a choice that may be different than the choice they'd made up to that moment. And it's, it's, it's fascinating to me sometimes how just a single word can shift the mindset. You know, um, I, I talk a lot about this idea of the concept of I have to versus I get to. Right. And the get to comes from a space of gratitude and the space of abundance as opposed to I have to comes from a space of scarcity or obligation or control. And it's, it's subtle, mm-hmm. but I have total control over that choice in my mind. That's right. Well, and to some degree, that's the difference between victim and creator as well. Exactly. Yes. Which role are you playing and which one do you want to be? Yes. Well, you're taking me back. My second master's degree is kind of around applied behavioral science and that victor creator model was one of the foundational pieces we would teach people as leaders is uh, I'm in control of my thoughts and I'm in control of my destiny. And if uh, I can either be a victim about it or I can be a creator about it. That's really cool. Well, and the only thing you can really control is yourself. Absolutely. That's the other piece of, you know, piece Mm -hmm. to that puzzle, I think, at times. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Well, what have you found to be the most rewarding aspect of your coaching now that you've been doing the last couple of years? You know, it's the same as when it, when I was in the military. It's yeah. just uh, it's when you see the light go on in somebody's eyes. Mm-hmm. And I, I will only work with people that, that want to make a difference, you right. know, that, that are really trying to be better leaders or, or you know, from good to great or, or whatever they are, but want to grow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have those moments in a coaching session where someone is like, they, they discover it on their own and the light bulb goes off. And then you can see them already start to formulate what they're going to go out and start doing, you know, right. and, and how they're going to maybe change the way they do things or how they approach things. Mm-hmm. But knowing the impact that's going to have on their team as well right. is amazing. Yeah. You know, because again, it's they're the drop that's going to start the ripple in the pond that they swim. Right. And if they can be a positive drop, it's going to affect everyone around them. And just that positive outreach is going to go further and further. That's really cool. They're the they're the the drop into the pond that creates. That's a really cool. I got to remember that because <laughs> I, I believe strongly in that concept of that we we do create a ripple effect in people's lives. The contribution that we're making mm-hmm. ultimately is our legacy. So you and I are getting the opportunity to talk this afternoon and share some ideas, and hopefully, someone listening will be inspired by what you got to say and reach out and take advantage of your coaching services. But they may just be inspired by a word that you share. Sometimes it's just a smile, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So ahead of the show, I asked you to think a little bit about, the, you know, the, the, the title of this podcast is Reflect the Life You Want, which is a theme of the Mirror Book Project I have with my co-author, Maria Spears. You know, what resonated within that uh, reflect acrostic for you? And, and you mentioned uh, the each day being grateful is one of those things. And then one of the other ones that really seemed to energize uh, your thinking was energizing your thoughts towards that which you intend to be and also the loving themselves and letting others know that you love. So I just wondered if you could take one of those and just kind of run with it and talk about it from your perspective. Why is that so important and how that's helped to shape who you are? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I'll, I will touch on one very quickly and then mm-hmm. expound on the other. Mm-hmm. So the love yourself and then let others know you love them. I always say, hug somebody like you might not ever see them again. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big hugger. Yeah. And I think that uh, when you when you value yourself mm-hmm. and what you've got to offer and then you share that with other people and you let them know, you know, for me, it's through a hug. Uh, I've got a couple of friends that I know, you know, don't like the hug, so I mm-hmm. just give them a high five or something. But uh, what you're doing is telling them, hey, I care about you. Mm-hmm. You know, I care about myself and I care about you and I'm here for you. Um, and, and just kind of spreading, again, that positive energy and, mm-hmm. and all of that. Because you don't know when you're never going to see someone again. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's just that's a simple matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I always try to embrace that as much as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. And then lately, you know, as I transition out of the Navy and, and into the civilian life, uh, being grateful, that's mm-hmm. that's really what it's come down to because, mm-hmm. you know, really my entire life, right? So for 29 plus years, I was, I was in the Navy. But even before that, you know, as a child growing up, I was kind of in the military yeah. as well. And I went through the Honor Foundation. One of the things that they, they point out in there that was an aha moment for me, mm-hmm. they said, you know, for the first moment in, in your life, for many of you, you're going to be able to make your own decisions, like truly. Right. Um, and, of course, we get to make our own decisions in the military. We're not a bunch of robots, but you get mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Yeah. And for me, a lot of it has been time. You know, I was uh, 
as are you know most people in the military very busy working really hard mm-hmm. uh, you know it's it's we serve right we're there to serve right and we serve our country we serve each other uh, that was a huge component of that to me which of course takes up a lot of time mm-hmm. and I've been extremely grateful for the time that I'm getting with my family now yeah and for myself mm-hmm. because uh, you know for the first time in my life I'm able to wake up and say okay what am I gonna do today <laughs> you know and it's it's pretty awesome I don't have to show up for PT at odark 30 that's right that's right you yeah. know and so I'm able to do that and I've, I've built my schedule for work for coaching and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know meetings with organizations mm-hmm. around providing time for myself mm-hmm. and for my family yeah and so I wake up and you know I try to get in the water or do something physical in the morning yeah uh, whether I'm surfing or paddling or riding my bike or just going for a walk mm-hmm. uh, and then I'll work for a little while mm-hmm. and then I will you know kind of in the afternoon or the evening I'm done and then my wife and I hang out, we'll go for walks. Uh, so I'm extremely grateful for that. Mm-hmm. And then it also allows me to reflect on being grateful for everyone that I've been around to this point in my life. Yeah. All the people that I've served with, all the great leaders, all the great team members. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've had, I mean, honestly, I've, I had a great childhood. You know, we didn't, uh, my dad was, like I say, in the military, so we didn't have like a ton of money or any of that, but there was, there was always adventure. We were mm-hmm. always going to awesome places and, and doing stuff. You know, we were, I was very well loved. Um, and, you know, that kind of like set the stage, I think, for my life. Mm-hmm. Because then when I got into the military, I was, like I said, if it looked fun, I would do it. Or if somebody <laughs> said, hey, we need you to do this, I would do it. So yeah. I, I just feel like I was always around good people. Mm-hmm. And now I'm able to, because I have time, to text somebody and say, hey, what's going on? How you doing? Yeah. Just checking in. You know, yeah. and so when somebody pops in my mind now, I text them or we'll give them a call. Yeah. And just catch up. Yeah. And so I've been super grateful for that as well. That's powerful when those sometimes it's amazing to me sometimes when someone pops into my mind and I'm reaching out to them and they say, Oh, I was just thinking about you. Well, and I used to be that guy, Tim, yeah. right? I, and it was one hundred percent authentic and true every time. Yeah. But I always imagine them being like, Yeah, sure you were. And I'm like, no, I really <laughs> no, was. I, really you know, was, I feel yeah. like there's some kind of connectedness oh, in the yes. universe where Absolutely. people do think about each other at the Absolutely. same time. And I've learned the same thing. It's like if someone pops into my mind, there's a reason why. That's right. And it may be I just shoot him a quick text or shoot him a message somewhere on social media that, hey, I'm thinking about you, or you came, oh, we should catch up soon or something. And it's so, so powerful. And, it, and, and sometimes it's something really good. And sometimes, you know, they're struggling. And right. they, they, they're thinking of you because sometime in the past you were of help to them. Mm-hmm. And they're thinking about, you know, if I could talk to Jody, he could be of support to me, you know, and something like that. And then you get to connect with that person. It's like, wow. You know, that happened to me a couple of years ago. A, a former work colleague, another former colleague of ours passed away and it brought a group of us together. We've kind of stayed in touch over the years and it was like it reconnected. And then this person was really struggling with some stuff and I was able to connect that person with uh, actually uh, my coach or excuse me, my co-author is a coach with women and this was a woman. So it was more appropriate for her to get some help there. And it was just like, okay, we reconnected. It wasn't just because we got to, but there was purpose in that. Mm -hmm. And then they needed help, and this other person's been able to be uh, of help and service to them. So I don't, I don't take 
any of those things for granted anymore. It's like that person comes to mind, there's a reason why, and I need to make that connection. That's right. And, and we're so connected nowadays. You know, you don't have to go and, and do the rotary phone anymore. Yeah. You, know, you can just shoot them a text. And, yeah. uh, and then if they hit you back, then that's, you know, a lot of times that's when you're like, hey, let's talk. Yeah. Well, there's a concept for me around gratitude in uh, me and my co-author, Maria Spears, talk about it. It's this kind of idea that the more grateful I am, the more grateful I become. That's right. And the more things come into my life to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. So I think with the power of intentionality behind expressing gratitude, and for me, I like, I like write them out, like up to 10 a day of different things I'm grateful for. And sometimes it's something simple. But it's like really just appreciating that fact that I get to do this or I got to see this person or I got to go for a swim this morning in the surf. You know, it just appreciating the fact that I have the opportunity that I'm blessed in my life to be able to do this as opposed to just taking it for granted. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Or not having time for it. Exactly. So that's really cool that you're in a space in life now where you've served our country for many, many years and probably a lot of demands on your life and your family sacrificed a lot to really being able to be in a position to really enjoy it now. Yeah. And that's interesting because a lot of, you know, my wife's friends are like, oh, are you going to go back to work or, you know, and mm -hmm. because the families serve, as we all know, as much, if not harder than, yes. than the military, yes. uh, you know, the service member. And mm -hmm. she's like, no, what are you, are you kidding? Like, <laughs> you know, we're going to, we're going to spend as much time as we can together. Yeah. And, just enjoy life. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So it's been, it's been great. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, I look forward to uh, when I'm able to slow down a little bit and just truly, I enjoy life a lot more than I used to, but I really just enjoy life to the to the fullest uh, in a few years, years' time. So one of the other aspects you talked about is energizing your thoughts towards that, which you intend to be. So I'm wondering, there's an aspect of that in, in your career you probably had in your, your family life, but now with coaching, I would imagine that you're helping other people really move in the direction that they want to go. And I'm wondering what you're learning about that for yourself as a coach and a mentor. Is like, how do you help other people get to where they want to be? I think a lot of it is, is self-reflection, mm -hmm. self-awareness. Mm -hmm. um, for me, it energizes me to see people, you know, and it always kind of has. And I think that's why I fell into to this kind of job. Again, it looked mm -hmm. fun. So, mm -hmm. you know, here I am. Yeah. Uh, but that's what it is. You know, it's about asking people the questions that are going to get them maybe to admit something to themselves or yeah. to bring it to the surface and then to move forward with it right. uh, based on plans that they develop themselves. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not the kind of coach that's going to sit down and say, okay, you know, when we're done with this session, you're going to have a 10-step plan. Right. Right, because usually folks that, that have plans created for them don't follow through with them as right. much as the plan they create on their own. Yes. And the thing with coaching as well is you just never know what you're coming into. Right. Every session is different. Yes. You know, we might have worked on work-life boundaries in the last session, and naturally you think that's where you're going to pick up on this session, and it's something popped up at work, and now it's time to work on that. So yeah. it's come into everything with that beginner's mind, mm -hmm. you know, every session is, is new and you're helping them work through that piece of whatever it is they're, they're going through, mm -hmm. uh, to, you know, to get where they want to go. Yeah, I think one of the real growth areas for me in coaching is this idea of being able to hold space for the other person and not interject yourself into the situation or get in the pool. You say, here, here's some people saying coach, but it's like, um, 
withholding my thoughts and projecting my ideas about what's appropriate for this situation because most people have the answers within themselves. I would say everybody has the answer yeah. within themselves. Now, I do find that when I'm working with executive clients, every once in a while, you know, you'll kind of roll into that consulting mode mm-hmm. where you can help them through a very specific situation. Mm-hmm. But if, if somebody's talking, even leadership stuff and all of that, it's, it's, it's within them. They know because um, I have to help my clients become the best leaders they can be, not the kind of leader that I am or was. Mm-hmm. And that's really, to me, what coaching, the essence of coaching is pulling that out mm-hmm. of everyone to, uh, you know, to kind of find their greatness and to help them mm-hmm. push that forward. And especially with the executive clients, I, I, tell them, I tell several of my clients, get off the dance floor and get into the balcony. <laughs> you know, because they're they're in there and, and dancing with one person, so yeah, to speak, yeah. right, and not seeing the bigger picture of their team. And that one person might be a problem or an mm-hmm, issue. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about building trust in the teams and getting up mm-hmm. and not being so myopically focused, mm-hmm. you know, to see the whole thing. Um, and it, honestly, from C-suite down to, you know, younger leaders, you see it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great, great analogy. Get off the dance floor and onto the balcony. Yes, I like that. I got to remember that one. Yeah, it, it helps, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, because I think people can visualize it. You know, they can see themselves dancing right in front of somebody else when the whole team is around them. Yeah, yeah. That's a powerful way to think about it. Yeah, I think it's so much um, is involved in just helping people to see themselves and helping them to see their own mind and to see where they're at without you pointing it out to them. Like they coming to that conclusion on their own, then making a choice about, ah, I don't want to be like that. That's right. I, I don't, I don't, that's not serving me. It's not helping me to achieve what I want to achieve. It's not helping me to be the best version of myself. How do I move more in the direction I want to go? I've got to think differently about that. You know, and I use the EQI. I don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. with that, the emotional intelligence. Yeah. I use that as an assessment, and then also I use the tilt yeah. fairly often. But the EQI is one of my favorites because mm-hmm. that's very deep within that person themselves. Yes. And I also will do uh, 360 interviews, mm-hmm. you know, depending on the client, to help them get a better, really to help them find their blind spots. Right. You know, so when you're working with a client and they say, well, I don't micromanage. And then you interview <laughs> 10 of their people. And they all say they're... And they're like, oh my gosh, you yeah. know, this person's in the weeds. Yeah. Um, and then with the EQI assessments, mm-hmm. they will also, um, there's a 360 component to that that you can put out to people. So, you know, you're you're doing a self-assessment, but then you're also getting assessments with the exact same questions, mm-hmm. but it's your team, you know, you. answering them uh, about right. you. Yes. And so... I've found that with some clients, that's the thing they need to see the most mm-hmm. because then you can start to dig into them as a person, which translates to them as a leader. Yeah. You know, I asked a lot of the, I've had clients that are say, I want to change the culture of my, my team. Mm. And the first question I'll ask them is, well, what are your core values? Mm-hmm. And you would be amazed at how many people have never thought that through. Yeah. You know, and then so once they start thinking about what's important to them as a core value, then they can translate that into how they want to mm-hmm. manage their team. Yeah. And one thing I've learned a lot, the emotion compo- intelligence component is one is that self-awareness is that first piece. That you got to see, yeah, I got to <laughs> see myself or where I'm at before I can make anything different. But it's really, it's like uh, a principle that I talk about a lot from the concept of the mirror is that, you know, life is a mirror and 
it's kind of what as we are is what comes back to us. So if I want change in somebody else or I want change in my organization to occur, the first person that needs to change is me. And that self-awareness piece and then getting the 360 feedback from my, my people that I'm leading that I'm trying to impact, that perspective sometimes, like you said, can be a blind spot. You don't know that the way you're showing up is not how you want to show up. And That's it's having right. an impact that you don't intend, but you know maybe someone was afraid to tell you. Uh, because your leadership style is shutting people down and you need to be open to listening and hearing and receiving that feedback so that you can make a change in how you show up. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. It's, it's really, you know, it comes down to vulnerability Mm. and, you know, I talk a lot about client or with clients about being vulnerable means being able to share yourself, but it also means allowing the team space Mm -hmm. to make those, those comments or to have those conversations with their leader and say, Hey, you know, when you come in here, like, you know, I always say everybody's their own weather system. And if you come in with lightning and thunder, you're raining on everybody's day. <laughs> right. And and helping them understand that. Yeah. And if you've created a space where your team can say, hey, boss, you know, it's lightning and thunder today. What's going yeah. on? Yeah. Um, but like you say, a lot of a lot of teams don't feel they can talk to their leader like that. Yeah, I used to, uh, when I was a leader of different organizations, I'd usually have a couple key people that I was had a really good re- working relationship with that I allowed myself to be even more vulnerable with them than I might with somebody else. And I'd always have them have like cue words for me. Like say I'm in a, a, a meeting and I, I, I led in some pretty tough union environments in uh, aluminum manufacturing. And, uh, you know, sometimes those whether it was a safety meeting or something else, we were having a conversation, you could get stuck. You know, you're, you're trying to advocate your position or the, your way of doing things, and I'd have them have little cues. So like one person, I remember one or she, I just told, hey, if, if I get stuck, just tell me, hey, you're stuck. Right. And just openly in front of everybody, it instantly would just take, say, oh, crap, I'm not showing up the way I want to show up. I don't want to be stuck. That's right. But because that person had my trust and they knew that they that would be honored if they said hey tim you're stuck you know it's like oh crap i don't want to be stuck let me change the tone of how i'm having this conversation right here and right now so we can get to where we need to get to a better solution and there was other people like that that would have different cues or but the key is the leader i always felt like was the ability to sense and be open to the feedback and the information, the vibe you're getting from those that you're leading is so, so critical. And the more, the more advanced leaders, the more effective leaders will always take that input that they receive from those that they're being led because ultimately to lead effectively is to serve. Right. And some people don't always get that. I was just going to make that point, you Mm. know, and my goal working with leaders is to build entire teams Mm. that feel safe enough to do exactly what you're saying. Yeah. You know, every member on the team should be able to speak up at any moment and, and say what's on their mind. Yeah. You know, now, obviously, the leaders got the 51% vote, and, and once the decision's made, then we all need to, mm-hmm. you know, but I feel that when people are empowered enough to speak up and they know they've been heard, mm-hmm. then you've built that kind of environment where they're not going to be afraid to do it. And that's what's going to take organizations to the next level. Yeah. You know, is because so many different experiences. You and I have different experiences and, mm-hmm. and that's the way we were raised and where we came from. And right. you might have an idea for a project that we're doing that 
would have never crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. So why would I not want to hear that as a leader? Yes. Yeah, and to create that space where it's safe for people to speak up is so, so powerful. One thing I learned uh, back in the day, especially in some tougher environments leading change, was when the person that's the most vocal all of a sudden gets quiet, I need to be concerned. Right. Because that person that's vocal, if they're really a gift, and a lot of leaders don't understand that, that person that will challenge you, that will speak up, they're not only speaking up their own mind, but oftentimes they're speaking on behalf of others that don't have the courage to speak up. I better listen. It's at my peril if I don't listen to this person, even though it may be very, very challenging to hear I need to hear it. And um, when that person gets quiet, that's a cue for me that something's not right. That's right. Then the storm's coming. Yeah. 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 You know, there's definitely, there's always those people. And um, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, our ability to listen as leaders and keep that servant's heart mindset to those that we lead is so, so powerful. Yeah. Well, each guest that I have on the show, Jody, I always ask two key questions, and I'm going to relate back to the Reflect Acrostic. And you've been a leader 29-plus years in the military. You're now coaching other leaders. Um, But I'm imagining in the midst of all that, you're continuing to grow, and especially in the last couple years as you've transitioned out of active duty into uh, the coaching space, is, you know, what is that one thing right now that you're working on for yourself to reflect more the life of what you want to have for you and your wife and your future? I think I'll go back to being grateful, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's, um, a lot of it is grateful for new connections mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. You know, as I get out and, and kind of broaden my circle, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you want anything in the military realm, I probably know somebody who can get it for you, but right. you know, that's not always, uh, necessary. Right. Right. And so I'm grateful for the, the, um, the network that I'm building and the people that I'm meeting, mm-hmm. trying to go to different events and kind of get myself out there and do things yeah. like this. Um, yeah, yeah, you and I have a mutual connection, Michelle Roberts. That's right. That's She's, right. She's uh, now a partner with me at Title Realty Partners here in Wilmington. We're both Homes for Heroes Realtor, and we we've got those shared values, you know, of service. And uh, she's great people. Yes. Yeah. Michelle's awesome, and her whole family. You know, mm-hmm. we've that was a connection that was made through swimming. I think when mm-hmm. our, you know, our uh, our children were single digits, definitely much younger. Yeah. And so it's been amazing to watch you know, her, her boys grow and, yeah. and turn into incredible young men. Yeah. So gratitude is something you're really focusing on and then connecting with other people and different types of people than outside the military realm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Well, if you were to like take all the wisdom of your life and impart that one thing that people could go do possibly to reflect more of the life that they want, what would be that one bit of wisdom you'd want to share with the world? I still think it comes back down to love yourself mm-hmm. and let others know that you love them too. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you're, if you know yourself well and you're self-aware and yeah. whether you're having a good day or a bad day, mm-hmm. um, it's again, you're your own weather system. Mm-hmm. And if you're able to identify that and to, to truly respect what you are doing, respect yourself, mm-hmm. um, then you're going to continue to grow. And not only are you going to continue to grow, when you go out and tell somebody else you love them yeah. and give them a hug or just tell them you care about them or what they're doing or what their goals are, mm-hmm. 
they're going to do the same thing, right? That's yeah. going to fill them with the same energy that you've got for yourself. Yes. And then if if they turn around and do that to someone else, mm-hmm. you know, it's just going to be this positive wave of energy that just of people caring for each other mm-hmm. and respecting each other. Um, so, you know, it's, again, you never know what your smile is going to do to somebody. Yeah. That, how did you say that? Hug, hug someone like you're not ever going to see them again. Yeah. Hug them like you may never see them again. Yeah. I'm going to take that with me forever now going forth from here hug them like you're never going to see me well it's been an absolute uh, delight to have you on the show jody if people want to connect with you jody to learn more about your coaching services or just want to connect with you one-on-one and get to know you better what's the best way for them to go about doing so yeah thanks tim linkedin you know jody fletcher on linkedin is uh is a great way to do it mm-hmm. my website is e5professionalcoaching.com yeah uh, that's another great way to do it. You know, it talks a little bit more about the services I offer and all that, but mm-hmm. LinkedIn is probably the best way to get to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause you can message me or connect with me. Uh, you know, yeah. I love again, building my circle. And, uh, I was just talking to a friend today on the phone who was going to connect me with a friend based on the conversation we were having. And he, you know, he said, would you like me to connect you with this guy? And I said, yeah, I love, I love having new connections. Right. Even if, you know, then I just love connecting people. Yeah. You know, I used to tell people all the time, I'm like Chuck Woolery, right? I would make the love connection and then I was out. (laughs) Uh, And I used to joke that it was because I was lazy. You know, if I knew you needed something and and he had it, then I would connect you to and then I could back out of it. But the reality is, you know, I don't have any part of that. I just need to connect the two of you and let you solve or work through whatever it is that, you know, the reason I connected you. Absolutely. So via LinkedIn or e5professionalcoaching.com. Yep, e5professionalcoaching.com. Well, when we do the when this podcast episode is released, we'll make sure in the episode notes to have those means of connecting people with. And I hope lots of people do reach out to you and connect because you've got a lot of life experience and wisdom and experience coaching and mentoring other leaders that could be very very beneficial to others. So, I'm grateful for you to be a part of the podcast episode here today, Jody. Thanks for coming out and sharing your wisdom. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Tim. It's been a it's been a pleasure. It's been All fun. Right. Well, great. Go out there and live a life of greatness. All right.